Hey, hey, it's Dr. Lulu. You might recognize my name and my voice from my old podcast, The Pride Corner, or my even older podcast, Suicide Pages. Well, I'm back, and this time I'm joined by a few friends. We are mama bears, and we truly don't give a fuck. You want to know why? Because we love, adore, support, and affirm our gender-diverse kids, and we want the world to know about it. So, welcome to the Moms for Trans Kids podcast, inspired by our beautiful, brave, and badass gender-creative kiddos. I'll see you inside. And we are live! Hello, everyone! Hello. Hello, hello. Me llamo Dr. Lulu. Welcome to Moms for Trans Kids podcast. Yay! We're happy to be here. And of course, as usual, I'm, I'm joined on my right by Kimmy, my co-partner in crime over here. Yeah. And then <laughs> below me is, is Gail, our brand new co-partner in crime. Hi, Gail. Hey, how are you? I'm good. So my name is Dr. Lulu. I'm a life coach. I'm a consultant. I help organizations support parents of queer kids as those parents support their queer kids. I'm also a pediatrician, believe it or not, and I do play one on the internet. I also help children who are LGBT, who are displaced, find their center because you know what? Someone has to. I used to be them, so I know what they're going through. But enough about me. What about you, Kim? Why is you here? What's going on with your child? <laughs> I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. So um, so my name's Kim, and I've been a partner in crime with Dr. Lulu for a couple years now. And um, the reason why I have partnered with her, um, honestly, is, is because I have two amazing sons that I'm raising as a single parent. Um, my oldest, although my oldest is out on his own, my youngest is still 16 and lives with me and they both happen to be transgender. So this is, this is my bag. This is what I live every day. So I'm here to bring the real. Yes. Kim will give you real talk in a hot New York minute. Okay. Michigan minute. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm the New York minute. Person. Yes. So what All right. you, Gail? Gail, what is you doing on a beautiful Sunday evening? Talk it to me. Joining you wonderful moms. I'm always happy to be in the company of other moms who support their LGBT kids, especially the transgender kids. And um, I am the mom of a transgender adult child and I have a, a younger gay son and I have a cisgender straight son as well. This is so beautiful. Yes. Yeah. For those of you who don't know me, my eldest child is transgender. The reason why I do this, especially since I live in Texas and, you know, somebody got to just go at it. So why not me? And so today's guest is actually Gail. Gail is one of the quartet and maybe Vicky might stop by tonight. We don't know, but um, Gail is one of the quartet and Gail is going to share her story today because Gail is, I will describe a unicorn's unicorn. Not only is Gail obviously black, Gail is also a mother of a transgender child. And Gail is not giving any fuck. So Gail is here to tell us the story and so we can talk about what it really is like to be a mother of a trans kid, period, and then to be a black mom and wait, have immigrant roots. What? So Gail, take it away. Okay, my, back, my background is that I was raised in New York, but I married a Texan, wound up settling in Houston, Texas, uh, where we had three children who I assumed because of their um, biological sex that they were boys. But my oldest child came out as transgender at age um, 22. And at that point in time, um, they were already... Um, in college and applying to medical school. And my big fear was that the medical school was not going to accept my child once they transitioned. That was my biggest fear. But just learning to accept a child that you knew as one gender for 22 years, and then all of a sudden, you have to somehow accept and process the fact that you now have 
a daughter. And so that was difficult for me because I kind of went through a mourning process. Um, I love my child and I think I raised three fantastic human beings, but once they transition um, as a parent, you do have to adjust. And at the same time, your child is moving forward with their transition and the process is something new that you've never experienced before. So for any parent who is going through just finding out that their child is transgender, I, I believe you need to find resources, educate yourself, and join a community that has experienced this and can help you through the process. I love that. Wow. So much to unpack there. So much to unpack there. Kim, take it away. Any questions for Sister Gail? I, I have so many questions. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let Kim have the mic first because ooh. Yeah. You know what? I I know. Thank goodness I stopped and grabbed my notebook. Um Thank I already I'm, I'm already writing questions for yes. you. Yes. So so one thing that you had meant you had said so eloquently was that this is a process like you have to process and it doesn't always mean grieve. It, it doesn't always mean, you know, confusion and mayhem. I mean, it's a process. It's like anything. Right. Right. But tell me a little bit about if you can or just share, you know, some of the first steps in the process after you get get word, you know, from your child, you have that, that sit down discussion with you that, you know, is, is never easy. You go through, maybe you go through a little bit of grieving, but what's, what's next? You know what? I wasn't grieving for my child. I was grieving for me. Mm. You know, I made it all about me and how am I going to process this? And what are my family and friends going to say? And, and that was the educational process was I finally realized it's not about me. When your child comes out to you, you need to believe them and you need to ask them what they need from you. And that's what I finally did. Um, I didn't want to share my, my little scary thoughts and my insecurities with my child because that's not helping anybody. So what I did was I let her lead and I asked her what she needed from me and what she needed from the family, because we just, we knew we were going to support her. We just didn't know how we were going to do this because I know I have exceptional children. I raised good human beings. That was That's my concern is not how you express your gender, not your sexuality, but what are you about? And my kids are all about education, helping other people, uh, contributing to society. They're good people. And so I know that I wanted to make a space in the world for my children to be who it is that they are dreaming of being. And I know I, there was something, yeah, um, Gail, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. There was something you said, and there she is. Hey, Vicky. Yes. Yeah, hey, hon. Hi. Hi, guys. Sorry. Uh, my my, uh, my uh, computer. Hi, hi. Welcome, welcome. I, I, I want to just give a shout out to Marcia Serrazuela, who says, Buen noite. I guess that's Good evening in maybe Portuguese. I don't know. Hi, Marcia, we see you. So I love, love, love what we're talking about. So Gail, you've just, just kind of come through the doors like a hurricane already. You said you had the mourning process, but you are mourning for yourself, not for your child. It's called a party. It's a pity party, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. a pity party. And then you also, I know for those of you who don't know, Gail and I met a couple of weeks ago and then Gail sent me this most beautiful video, which y'all should go find it on YouTube. It's by the Truth Project, T-R-U-T-H, Truth Project. And in that video, Gail was talking about her journey, essentially. And one of the things you said in the video was, I cried for the entire 
Was it three hours or one it hour? hour, or hour. It was one hour at a PFLAG meeting. It was my very first PFLAG meeting. And what I realized at that meeting was when I was speaking my truth as a parent, it was the first time I heard myself say the words out loud. And you, and you don't even realize what you're feeling until you express it to someone. But I was afraid to express my feelings to people who didn't have my experience. I could express those feelings to people who had been there because I told them I felt like a hypocrite because I am so open and accepting for other people. And then when it became my journey, it scared me and I didn't know how to deal with it. And so I, I was I was thinking, OK, well, once your once your child comes out as gay, that's their sexuality. That's their personal private business. I didn't have to tell anyone. But when your daughter comes out as transgender, <laughs> that is a public recognition. They, she wants to now be recognized for herself. And you have to tell people you have to prepare people and you have to be prepared for their response because you don't know whether the people who say they're in your corner will support you. And sometimes the people you fear that won't understand are the most open and accepting. Yes. So yes. it's very difficult to judge other people's response. And so I had to prepare myself for how to handle other people outside in the world. So I am beautiful. just like, y'all, before I went like, ooh, girl, man. I was I feel, back there in my I head. Know, I, I just back there in my heart. I know. Yeah. You reached all the way deep inside. Welcome, yeah. welcome, Vicky. Just so everyone knows, Vicky's the, the, the last of the Mohicans. She's here. <laughs> Hi, Vicky. Vicky, Hello. do you want to take a, a quick second and tell the people who you are and why you're on the show? And then we'll continue. But Gail, woo. Gail, mm. Yeah, I am uh, so fortunate to be here among these three amazing powerhouse mama bears. Um, and I'm here. I'm a um, family medicine physician and mom of three in North Carolina. And um, I got to meet Dr. Lulu a few weeks ago on this podcast where she was talking with Kim and Kim's transgender son. And um, I started engaging in the conversation because I went through that journey uh, with my daughter who's transgender um, eight years ago. And um, here I am just so happy to be with those that understand. And not everyone has the sense of mourning and loss, but that happened for me. And I actually, until I met Gail and she said it so well last weekend, I I think I mostly thought of it as mourning the loss of my child that I had loved and known, but was not really the child, the real child that was there. Um, but it was actually mourning for me, too, because not only it was actually what I knew that my life was going to be different, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, that you're going to lose people and it's going to be hard and you're just you just are mourning the a change is happening, a big, change. a big change. And so Gail, you have said so many things that just sang to me and spoke to my heart too. And, and so I'm just happy to be here and wanting to add to the conversation and help people understand, help other moms and other parents understand how to navigate through this. Because I think all of us on this call would have felt so much better had we known each other when we were going through it. How about that? So true. So true. Uh, so, so true. So Gail was saying before you came, um, mm -hmm. Vicky, she was just kind of telling us her story. And in essence, this she's kind of sort of new to the, to the crew. Yeah. And a lot of the things that she said, she talked about morning process, morning process, but she also talked about the new process. Mm -hmm. So she said it was a morning process, but it was also yeah. a new process, a new thing happening to her. And I think for once, even just like you, I am now like, okay, as long as, we are mourning. We're mm -hmm. saying what we're really, truly mourning for right, right. ourselves. I didn't know. I didn't know I was yes. mourning. Really, I, I just it, I you know because it's it just you just feel overwhelming fear, Be, fear of the uh, fear of the unknown. That's, mm -hmm. that's what it is because your normal is not normal anymore. And I my identity because I come from an all girl family and my sisters have eight girls between the three of them. 
I was the boy mom. And that was my hat I was wearing, you know, my crown. And so I used to um, pride myself on being the, the only female in the house because even the dog was male. So I was I was the queen of I was the queen of the castle. And now my daughter was bigger than me, you know, because yep. she came out and she came out. Bigly. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, we in Texas, we say bigly. Yeah, thanks yeah. to, um, we'll say their name. When oh she came God. out, oh. she had been suppressing that for so long yes. that all of a sudden the change in the wardrobe and the fingernails and the earrings and the everything. And then, and we're all like, you know, because we're like, oh my gosh, she's just embracing this so readily. So it seemed very easy for her to glide into it. And the rest of us were like, oh, you know, we're stumbling over pronouns and, and we don't know, you know, <laughs> first, first she picked a name that I didn't like. I don't know how many of you've gone through that, but, and, I, and in my head, I'm like, I'm not calling you that. And so we had to discuss it. And then she said, well, since you named me, I will let you help me to pick a name. And so I would send her texts with like 10 names. <laughs> you know, I just kept sending these names like, no, 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 no. So finally we agreed on a name that we would all use. And, you know, so we, we had to get educated. We, you know, and I'm I had sorry. To- I have, I have to, I have to interrupt. I'm so sorry. Oh. I'm so excited. Um, okay. So, but, what an honor, right? To be pulled into the discussion, to be yes. pulled into the conversation, invited in. Invited right? in. Yes. Yes. I mean, that is a big accolade to you, though, Gail, for being such a supportive mom for what, 22 years, right? 22 until, years. Yes. until it happened. And and that is such an honor. And, and, you know, I hope you see it that way. It sounds like you do, but but yeah, if more people saw it that way, it's, you know, to be given yeah. the opportunity to just, you know, kind of hash out brainstorm names and what fits yeah. and let's try something on for size. And yeah, when she first came out, you know, we are a very open family. We have lots of discussions. We talk about everything. We have a trust thing. And I felt like, how, how did I not know this? And why did she not share it sooner? Because when I said, how long have you known? And she's like, ever since I was a child. And I used to go to sleep at night and wish upon a star that I would wake Aww. up in the morning and, and not be in this body. And I was like, wow. And, and so it hurt that I didn't know the pain that my child was going through. That, that hurt because I feel like I made a lot of mistakes because I didn't have the knowledge you know, that this was what she was going through. So I went, I was guilty about, um, I, I said unkind things. I don't know if any of you have done that, but my child, my child always spoke with a very, very soft little voice, very soft. And I would say, I, I can't hear you. And they would say, never mind. And so, um, so I used to say, Talk from your balls. <laughs> they say, I'm talking from my balls. And, you know, I did those things because I was trying to get them to speak deeper, you know, as they went through puberty. And, you know, and now I felt like, God, that was awful. How hurtful. You know, you know, you do these things. Uh, no, you don't realize that this is what this, they're going through. Yeah, we yes. never realize. And how many of us now look back and recognize what our child was going through, our young adult was going through in their mind, in their heart. And it's really sad as a mom that they couldn't share that or didn't feel like they could, they didn't feel like they could share it. But I can promise you, I would not have understood. As I said <laughs> I here, yeah. For me, it was, I mean, as you all know, for me, it was like, stop acting like a girl. I mean, it might as well have been toxic. Whatever the mind that was the match stop acting like a girl why do you have to act like a girl why do you have to be so girly what's up with that and then she'll be like mom 
How is acting like you? I'm just acting like myself. Well, stop acting like that. You, you're a boy. You're a boy. You know, act like a boy. And and ah, uh, let me tell you. And I'm just gonna come out and say for myself. I'm gonna speak about myself. Yeah. I'm just thankful that I didn't drive my kid to to self harm. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm right. just gonna come because I know my domineering nature. It was. <laughs> it, it, it it must have been impossible for her. It must have been. And well, so I'm just going to sit, I'm not going to pretend that I had it, which is why I said, I've made all the mistakes. We don't have to keep making any more mistakes. I already, I've, I've already made them. Well, I want to tell some of the parents out there that um, a lot of times the reason you don't know is because your child is overcompensating. Most of the time, they're really, really trying their best to, to hide, you know, their, their feelings. But my child was bullied in middle school. I mean, we had to go up to the school because this child attacked my child and choked her in the bathroom. And, you know, it was it was awful. But usually the peers know the peers can tell that, OK, this, this kid's not this kid's playing the cello. This kid is not in football, you know. And also my child was always in the honors classes and they were usually the only one black child in the class. Oh mm. my God! Are you sure we don't have the same kid? Yeah. Same thing about being bullied. So, same thing so, about honors classes, playing the flute. So they were bullied for um, not talking black enough. Oh, oh now us oh. too. Not being able to rap. You know, not but they were the, you know those. Yes, kind of those are all the things. things. That, oh my God! And so my child was going through not only feeling like they're not in the right body, but not being accepted by the the people who are supposed to be your friends. Wow. That's hard. That's so hard. Yeah. Well, same thing. We got bullied on the bus. They broke the glasses. Yeah. Like, Mm. why do you want to play? Why do you want to be in the cheerleader? You're a boy in the cheerleading. Why do you want to play the flutes? Maybe you can't play. And I was like, why do you want to play the flute? Play the saxophone. And well, Saxophone happened to be same thing as flutes. They're brass instruments. I was like, okay, yeah, if you can play one, you can play the other. But technically it was just, it, but it was really me projecting the need for more masculine musical instruments. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's so interesting. And, you know, I think the, we, okay, for each of us, our children knew when they were younger, correct? Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. My daughter, they didn't know what to call it. Yes. No, Sarah did not know what to call it, but Sarah knew when she was younger. Yes. Okay. yes. So then um, when the other, you know, when they get older and to that point where they kind of figure it out and then we are, yeah. that's actually usually in puberty. I mean, in puberty, it becomes intolerable. I think that's what really yes. happened for my yeah. daughter. Absolutely. And, and, and when you said that, Gail, mm-hmm. when my daughter was a freshman and I remember I was a single mom, I'd left my hometown and my husband and I was raising these kids and my then son needed to start shaving. I remember getting razors and shaving cream and bringing them home and handing them to her, which I thought was him. And I can remember that sort of mommy pride. This is my oldest. It was my oldest, my, the firstborn son, you know, the whole thing. I think, you know, Dr. Lulu, you mentioned that about the firstborn son. I had the firstborn son. And um, I was proud of the man, the young man. And I remember that pride. And it's so interesting as you said that about speak from your balls and you said that about why are you acting like a girl? There's a little bit of a, my young man is growing up and then you realize we're buying in that we're like supporting all that. Cause it's something about me and my young man. It was me, like, I'm, yes, it was. Really yes, I used to, I used to be so proud of myself. I was like, I'm a boy mom. It was, it was yes. a thing. It was like a pin. It was like yeah. my, this is my pride pin. Like, I'm a boy mom, and it was like, yeah. Oh, oh, you have all boys, yes, I have all boys, I'm gangster, and all these things. <laughs> and and, and oh. the kid was just was just like, probably just like, I don't want to go home. I, I mean, I'm really thinking about just like, I don't want to go home because you know, I have to be a boy. My ex and I put my kid in, in soccer, she well, yes. hated soccer, yes, yes, yes. Now we know why the soccer I put the baby, I put her in soccer. 
She hated soccer. It was miserable. In, in, in eighth grade was the nightmare. I remember the pictures, the soccer pictures in eighth grade, and she was crying. And I didn't mm. understand. And what you said, Gail, was in about the overcompensating. That's yes. what Sarah did yes. freshman year of high school. So yes. Freshman year of high school, Sarah tried to be as boy and his butch and his tough and his, you know, I'm, I'm dunking a basketball going out with a junior girl. I mean, all the guys were like amazed, but that was just whole year of just trying to overcompensate. I love it. And I, I had it. so I much it. work that it was so <laughs> also trying to be perfect at everything they at did. Everything. Yes. Yes. So I, I, I A's, um, yes. Everything. I was just going to say that the A's, the straight yes. A's, the scholarships to Stanford and all that. And my kid was like, mom, I'll take all of that back if you would just see me. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, um, let me just say when when my um, so when it hit the fan, my daughter quit going to school. So for the first semester of freshman year, it was all about overcompensating. And then January rolled around. And for the first week of that semester, Sarah did not get out of bed and go to school. And I has, had no idea what was going on. I mean, I had no idea. You can look back and you realize those moments, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah I'm going to take, take a break and just kind of pay some bills. Um, this, this is just like, this is an amazing conversation. If you're just joining us, I see three people watching us from LinkedIn. Thank you. One person from YouTube. Thank you. Um, just please type your comments if you have any questions. We are here to talk to you. We are moms, just like you if you're a parent. We want you to know that this we're normalizing the conversations and we're saying all the things we're saying because, first of all, they're true, right? Yeah, so they're all, it's my experience. You, yes, exactly. How would you, exactly. How yes, would you reality. know that we share the same thing if I don't tell you? And then look, it's like, it's like me, Vicky, and Gail, at least three of us are raising the same exact same child. Like that's what it sounds like. So I'm going to take a moment and just give a shout out to my people at Apollo Wellness. Apollo Wellness is an HIV affirming, is an LGBTQ plus affirming HIV clinic in San Antonio, Texas. Northwest San Antonio. Y'all go check them out. They will take care of you. Their job is to welcome you. Listen, when you walk into the place, first of all, it's like a hotel room. Like, okay, for a spa, okay? They have cool colors, golds and, and blues and low light hues and they have drinks. Oh my God. Mm. It's like a doggone spa for real. Go there and just and let them take care of you. Tell them Dr. Lulu sent you. You might even get a percentage off. I don't know. You may or you may not. But they're called Apollo Wellness and they're located on the northwest side of San Antonio. And if you'd like me to give you a shout out like this, if you'd like your business to get a shout out like I just did, Hello. Other than that, let's go back. So the show is called Moms for Trans Kids Podcast. And I'm joined by Gail on my bottom right. I don't know how y'all are seeing them. Kimmy on my top right. And of course, Vicky on my bottom left. And we are moms that don't give a fuck because we're here to support our kids. And that's it. And we now know all our errors. Hindsight is 2010 for me. And we've seen all the errors in our actions and we are sharing them with you, normalizing the conversation every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Central so that you maybe might do better by your kid when the time comes. Not if, but when. All right, we're back. So, Gail, you were telling us about just you, your journey into becoming this mother, that this fierce advocate that you are right now. But we also know that you have ancestors and relatives who are from... The islands, Jamaica, yeah. just like I do, Nigeria. Tell me what role, if any, did coming as a second generation immigrant into America, if any at all, did it play in supporting or not supporting your journey into becoming who you are right now? No. That's a long question, but. <laughs> well, um, uh, first of all, I was afraid to tell my sisters. I'm, I'm the baby of the family. I, I was afraid to tell my sisters because I didn't know how they would take the information. So I waited as long as I could. In the meantime, um, I have to give a shout out to PFLAG because I, I, um, I, PFLAG was recommended to me for just um, 
support, parental support. And they are um, parents and friends of lesbians and gays, but the transgender is a silent T, I suppose, because it was <laughs> they didn't used to have trans in there, but they do support trans um, transitions too. And so when I went there, I had to um, figure out from other people's experience how they dealt with their own families. It, it was it was very helpful to talk to other people who had been where I am or where I was at that point and then get some insight on the best way to do it. And, and a lot of them said, put it in a letter and send it to everyone. Don't have a discussion. It's not just plain flat out say, this is who our child is and we love and support them. And you know, then, then they, it's up to them how they're going to process that information. But but if you have individual conversations with everybody, then they have an opportunity to, you know, ask you too many questions or divert attention from the important fact that you love and support your child. And this is what it is. This is happening. Deal with it. Or maybe we don't see you at Thanksgiving. Love it. That is so gangster. I wish I had known that. <laughs> this is so beautiful. Like, because I, you know, so and I know strong. Kim, you know me so when, strong. you know, I say this, like people who mind don't matter. Right. People yep. who will matter won't don't mind. mind. So just tell exactly. them what you got to tell them. And that's exactly. it. Shut it down. I like that. Oh, you don't see us as Thanksgiving. So, so Kim, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. So go they ahead. have no choice but to either accept it or to deal with it. That's it. And, and that was it. And it it was very liberating to do it that way because you only had to do it once. Once. Yep. <laughs> so Kim, and what I are your it, thoughts about I that? I did it on Facebook. Oh. To all, to all of my friends and community because my daughter came out on Facebook and I reposted what she posted. And when she. That's how I did it with Matthew. And, that's what Matthew so did. By the time she came out, I had already taken her to get her name and gender marker changed and Ooh. it was done. And so she was just announcing, she took a picture, she's in a nice dress, it was beautiful. And um, and she posted a picture and was like, this is me and you know, whatever. And I posted, I reposted and said, my child is brave, we love them. This is who she is, we support her. And I, but right. when every when I read everyone's response, I was just sobbing because everybody was so supportive. And I even had people say, I didn't know you had it in you uh, because I think they, they thought my family was just perfect. And you know what I mean? I, people have a perception of how you yeah. live life. And I think they thought I was a prude and that I wouldn't be able to handle something like my child being transgender. Or and were I, they projecting their own thoughts were. that they might so, not handle it? So I kind of blew a few people's minds and, um, <laughs> and, and they, I guess, you know, were really very happy to know this other side of Gail. But also people started telling me, well, you know, my son is gay. Or, you know, all of a sudden, people start coming out to me. Oh, so it's yeah. okay to talk about it all of a sudden. Because, yes, because, 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 because people, but that's the whole Me Too people movement. People have secrets. People that's have the whole nothing. Me Too movement, right? Yeah. All the whole Me Too movement was like one person said it and now, right. well, Me yeah. Too. Yes. But, but how empowering of you, Gail, to empower other people that way. How beautiful and how empowering that was for you to be the trailblazer telling people, you know what, this is me and this is it, take it or leave it. And they're like, you know what, me too. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Kim, Vicky, y'all want to add anything to the, to what we're to what we're saying as friends? Because I, I know I had, I did not have that experience. Me and Lulu, we're like, we got me and Lulu, Dr. Yeah. Lulu and I. We did yeah. All right, Gail, I got you. I'll, okay. I'll, you know, after hours, I'll share with you. I'll okay. share with you back okay. in this post because it's, uh, yeah, I'd read it out loud, but I, 
I'll be a, a hot mess. But, but yes, he came out just as that. And, and he was 13. He was, it was like the year before entering high school. So tail end of eighth grade. Right. Mm-hmm. And he, he didn't have a Facebook account. He created one specifically to come out to everybody that was in our family. At what age? 13. 13. Wow, that's very 13. 13. And, and I didn't let him have social media at that right, point. Yeah. You know? but he's like, I was like, I actually recommend, you know, we, we were brainstorming, how are we going to do this? You know? And, and I said, well, we could give you a Facebook account and I'll let you friend just the family and yep. you can say what you got to say. And, and we'll go from there. I will, you know, jump in and add, anything so so that's what he did he wrote the most beautiful you know I'm this I'm that I'm 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 a you know you know me as this you you I might be your you know your niece your cousin you're this you're that he went through the whole thing and then said you know I'm still the same person but this is who I really am and I wanted to share that with you and it was just so beautiful the way he wrote it so eloquently for such a, a young age. And I was just so proud. I was so, how could you not be proud? Somebody writes something like that from their heart. You know, I was just beaming. And, you know, I had always, uh, you know, Gail, I, you know, so I, you know, just for people that are just joining, you know, I have two transgender sons and, and both of them were tomboys. I was a tomboy too. So I didn't think any. I didn't think anything of it. I'm going through life. Like I just am raising some tomboy, you know, and, and then, you know, when, you know, we went through the phase of, um, you know, trying to figure out who they were and coming to me with, I'm gay or I'm bi. And, and it didn't, it, I I was fine with all that. But when they said transgender, I knew my world changed instantly, just like yours. And I can relate, I I can relate to that whole story. It's just you know, it's, it's kind of funny, but we, we hear, you know, it, it just seemed when she came out, everybody was talking about transgender. And I'm like, like some people say, is this a phase? Is this something that, you know, some fad that's going yes. on? But actually, pe- the kids have this knowledge already. They don't know what to call it. And yep. because they, they have resources now, they're like, ah, that's me. That's me. And it's they're getting validation, not at home, but they're getting validation in a community. Mm-hmm. And some kids, that's the only community of people they, they have met another transgender kid. And so and people don't realize that either, that your child is a very lonely individual thinking, what is wrong with me? Right. And they find right. out, oh my gosh, I'm normal. This is, right. this is real. And, you're, and then they find their voice and then they start talking yeah. loud because now they've, they've found their voice and you're like, wait, what happened to my kid? I happened to me, mom. I happened to me. Because right? let's just, yeah, let's just say our kids were pretending. They would be exhausted by now. By now, they? yes. <laughs> Who would want this? Who would want that? I mean, I don't, you know, it's, and and that's the first thing that when I met with, um, I think the first thing we did was meet, um, you know, with a social worker after the pediatrician and the social workers I, just looked me dead in the eye and said, mom, this is not a phase. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that, all right. <laughs> now what? You know, like okay, so it's not a phase. Now what? Now I'm, now I'm real. Now I was scared, yeah. but now I'm really scared. You know, yeah. like yeah. Um, and I think a lot we're scared. And again, I think the fear. I really, truly believe the fear is mostly the fear for our child. But we Absolutely. also know we all realize it's going to be a lot of work. The days are going to get a little more complicated. Uh, Things are going to get a little harder for everyone. And so I feel like it's that stepping into it. You're like, here we go. Uh, But I got, you know, I'm here with you, but here we go. Like, so there is the fear and the, and the angst. And I mean, there's still the fear. I mean, how, 
won't there always, especially the way society is going right now, now more than ever, I'm so angry. I'm so angry because I, uh, I don't believe that I cannot believe that we are sitting here in 2023 and having to fear for the well-being of our adult trans children who have somehow successfully navigated through this process. Have Up until now, yes. They've become their authentic self. They are conquering life. They are trying to grow. They are They're trying happier to than they've ever been. Yes. And then oh. now we're fearful for their well-being because of all of this political stuff. And but you know what? Their friends get it. This, this generation, they understand one another. It's, it's the adults. It's the adults and and the and the kids who are being led by the adults. The adults. And because yeah. I mean, as you and I know, the adults are the ones who are the ones making the laws, where the ones making and it's just those yeah. that I, you know, Vicky, I want to hold space for you on behalf of all of us because it's true. Yeah. Only because you are in the doctor's office and you are seeing, I mean, mm-hmm. a whole Genesis clinic in Austin, Texas, or was it Houston, Texas? Mm-hmm. The entire mm-hmm. gender, like, mm-hmm. like, shut down, just like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. 10 years ago, it was not shut down. Right. 10 years ago. Yes, yes. See, that's the day it shut down. How is it under a different possible? administration that made us feel safe? But so for me, it's just a, a, this a, a, a awareness of not having power and autonomy. Yes. So we all feel very unhappy if we don't have control or power, autonomy of our own bodies, of our own selves, of our own lives. And the fact that there are institutions that will take that away from parents, take that away from patients, take that away from the doctor patient relationship in my in my state, my academy, the North Carolina Academy of Family Physicians, we believe profoundly in the importance of the doctor patient relationship and pediatricians and family physicians have relationships with the parents and the children. And this is being interfered by outside political forces. And what I think I want everyone that listens to this podcast is to hear us as moms talking about the, the, the trials, the tribulations, the joy, and then the bravery of our children. I mean, they are profoundly brave, but the fact that, all of us are sitting here having to listen to people that don't understand say things that aren't true. Disinformation, Dr. Lulu. Hello. Hello. I mean, for those who don't know, there's misinformation, which means you unknowingly spread false information. But disinformation is you knowingly, you know it's not true. You know it. Right. And you are perpetuating it nonetheless. That's what's happening because every single last politician today, I mean, the numbers show that 42% of today's adults in the U.S. know one person who is transgender. And I don't even believe that that number is correct because, Kim, as we were talking about this afternoon, some folks are scared to even like a post Right. Yes. Get to like and you all know. You all know. We repost stuff because we yeah. we're badass mama bears. We don't give a fuck. Right. But but the people that don't, you know, you can post a little picture of a sunflower and everybody's like, oh, that's so yes, beautiful. Yes. And you get like 25 likes on it. And then you yes. post something about let me just say for transgender podcast, and everybody's like crickets. I, I, got, I, got, listen, I got people watching right now and I'm like, um, y'all, if you want to leave a comment, do you see anything? No, but what I will say this, I did, I did that test. You know, I didn't have Facebook when my child came out on Facebook. Right. This is why I have Facebook because my child okay. came out as trans. I know that's right. <laughs> and so I have that now. I posted, I think it was two weeks ago or something. I actually posted your video, Gail. I think I posted your video on my Facebook page because it was profound. profound. When I saw your video, it touched my heart. And the only time I have ever posted on my Facebook a a statement about like being a transgender mom was your video. Crickets, crickets. Three people liked it. I could post a freaking butterfly and get like a hundred likes. I'm just, it's true, Kim. It's true. It's true. So what I know is my friends and my family, even who might support my daughter, Sarah, my friends and my family 
don't want to like that post because they know that other people will see them liking it. And that just makes me crazy. That makes me crazy. That's, 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 that's what Gail was talking about earlier on. That's mm-hmm. what, you know, that, yeah. you know, I, I'm surprised Gail, you know, obviously I don't know who all liked your post. I don't know. Beautiful. But I posted, I posted about driving 18 hours from San Antonio, Texas, 20, 2011, like 20, they even com- comments. <laughs> And I posted that this thing is going to happen today. So okay. I know that they're seeing it. Mm-hmm. They're seeing so it. So I want to give you permission, whoever is watching us. Obviously, we're not criticizing you. We're saying that we, we're acknowledging and we're, we're actually holding space for your fears and validating them because it's not safe. We're saying how the world has changed from 10 years ago when you would have liked it. I mean, like, oh, Dr. Lula, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't like it. But now you're like, I don't want to like it because I, I don't know who's who's next door. In the same so the people, that I could get arrested. Go ahead, Kimmy. So ahead. the people who are afraid of hitting like, I, I just want to say, you're afraid of hitting like, imagine being put uh-huh. in a position the parent of a transgender person in the state of this United States right now. Imagine that kind of fear. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. associated with it, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. You might yeah. go to jail. You might get your kids taken away. Things are happening and we got to wake up. They, they, you uh, can't even like a Facebook People, What happens when your kid comes out? What happens when, exactly, that's the thing because why you're afraid, your child may very well be trans. I mean, it hello, take it from this way. Well, and just because you don't want to like the post, you don't want to see the post on your timeline, it doesn't change it. And vice versa, for those who are coming for me and calling me a groomer, oh my God, y'all. Somebody <laughs> called me a pedo two days ago. Say, hello, yeah. pedo. And then this other person was like, and I'm thinking I'm a pediatrician. Yay, right? <laughs> and then the other lady was like, oh my God, I thought you were joking. And I went to her and I went to her page and like let's just call a groomer and then she, and then she said can we just call a groomer so i said i said of course you can call me anything you want to call me yeah. it depends on what you see when you look in the mirror that's what you're calling me honey and then she didn't say anything again because i'm not a groomer i'm not going to respond to that but if you think you can call me a groomer that's because when you look in the mirror you see a groomer because why would you call a random you don't know me <laughs> so I was like and then she couldn't come back course she can't come back because i just gave it back to her i said i'm not gonna call you. i said i'm not gonna call you anything but i want you to watch how your brain offered the word groomer from your mouth to someone that you don't know where did that come from from inside so that means check the mirror and you'll see where it came well, from i just let people know that this is what being a parent is about is unconditional love when your child is three, four, five years old and you're reading them a story at night and you tell them I love you to the moon and back and, you know, I wouldn't ever let anyone hurt you and you, you're protecting that child. And then they grow up and they, they, they're like, oh, my gosh, is my mother going to love me if I tell her my mm. And then when they tell you, you don't stop loving your kid. That's no. the kid you raised. And I feel like, Wow. God, this is what what unconditional love looks like. I was first, I was mad at God because, you know, I thought that God was protecting my child from, you know, everything bad in the world. I I sent my kids to Catholic high school, all boys school, men for others, you know, I'm trying to create this great human being, intelligent successful young black man who turns out to be a woman. Now, I wouldn't call that me grooming anybody. <laughs> I did my best. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, well, well, son, let me show you how to be gay. Hi, son, I, let me show you how to be gay. This is how you, this is how to be gay. How are the parents of all the things? I can teach you how to make spaghetti. I can teach you how to eat broccoli. Or I can teach you how to be trans. Hello? Like, yeah, does no. it even make sense? And, and how can you then criticize someone for loving their child? Right. Exactly. Them and for defending them. Right. Gail, okay. that's it. We're good. You are defending and protecting and loving. And if that's what they define as grooming, then of course we're grooming yeah. our children to be healthy adults. I mean, it's like you're 
uh, the whole terminology is is insane, and yeah. uh, the whole thought process. And yeah. you know, the problem is, you know, I truly, truly have to believe that that there would be a way to reach many people, not all people, yeah. but many people. And I actually believe there's probably many people who do see it, but are fearful because of <laughs> what their neighbor might say or what the person yeah. at church might say. And and they don't have to put themselves out there. You know, we really weren't given a choice. And so God, you know, uh, the universe gave us these children because they knew they would be okay with us. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, I think so. I think I said, God gave me these children, this trifecta that I have, <laughs> because God knew that I'm the mom that's going to go out there and make change some some minds about what it means to be a human being in this right. room. And you raised I, groomed good human beings. Good, that's right. Good human beings. Groomed I, good I, human have, I have friends with cisgender, you know, heteronormal children who, you know, are bailing their kids out of jail. You know, right. uh, my kids have never been a problem, never got in trouble. They were, they were kind of, I thought, what is everyone else doing wrong? This is so easy. Parenting is so easy. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> never see it easy. At 22 years old, when I'm thinking I'm cruising now, yes. and then this comes up and I'm like, okay, this is some kind of, well, so I'm supposed to learn something here. Yeah, yeah, yeah we are learning. to learn something. And the only reason I'm here talking and not giving a fuck, like you said, is because I'm trying to help other people to understand what what we feel, what our fears are, what our children are all about. They're just like anybody else's kids. Yes. But they're honest. They're, they're honest. Honest and brave, and, and they're brave, and and I truly get my bravery from her. Yes, I, I feel more so because more I, so. I asked for her permission before I can do my advocacy, and she said, "Go for it, mom." <laughs> yeah, I almost tried backing away from it, but but my kids wouldn't let me. My kids wouldn't let me because this conversation is too important. And I'm going to tell you, and when, when parents will judge us and they will, they will, you can't, I won't allow it. I won't allow, I don't accept it because you may have never been in that position to where you had to go see if your child is alive today, alive or not. Okay. Woke up this morning. Okay. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and, and until you pick up your child off of the bathroom floor because they're just melting down because the universe has dealt them this hand that they don't understand and society is telling them it's wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. I don't accept it. Sure. Yes. That's it. The Ken, same. you're just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but the same with the gay community too, you know, yeah. because you, you raise these, these good human beings who are trying to f- play by all the rules that society throws at them. And then they find that they're attracted to the same sex and they feel like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I, you know? And, and I, I, when my son came out as gay, I was like, if this is who you are, babe, you know, I hope you find love. Yeah. I hope you find what you're, true what you're looking for true love. Yeah. And, and I just said, don't, don't, um, I, I said basically stick to the values I taught you, yeah. but find someone who makes you happy. You know, don't settle. Don't yeah. settle. Ooh. You know, Ooh, that's good. Because sometimes they're just starving for love. Yes, I know that's what my yes. kids are going through. Set those boundaries. I'm aromantic. I said, are you really aromantic or is it just like, because I, in my heart it was like, it came from a painful place. And not for lack of trying, but the yeah. same thing, you know, some of them, as you know, get killed. You know, yes. people set them up, they pretend to, to meet on an on a app and then they really mm-hmm. just want to kill them when they find out that they're really, you know, they're trans. I mean, well, it's very scary. dangerous to you. Yes, it's scary. Very scary. Yeah, death threats are out there. I mean, yeah. I think I think I don't know if you all have experienced that, but you know, getting a death threat is 
is something you never expect to experience in life. I've never had one, so for, for being yourself, not for doing anything, for but for being, actually just being yourself. Yeah, right. It's a terrible thing. The terrible thing. And as and a so, as a child, go, yeah, I as mean, a child. As a so child, we are at five minutes to the end of the show. I, the one hour just oh, no. what? Fast. I know. What happened? I know. So this is what happens when moms get together and we're talking from yeah. our hearts. So next week, we're going to be joined by Liz Gifford Ray. She's the homemaker, a mom, a wife, and an ally for the queer community. She has two wonderful sons and three amazing stepchildren, along with six, almost seven grandbabies who love to rescue animals. So she is coming as our guest. She has two kids in the queer community. She's, she can't wait. So next week, we're going to be meeting Liz, who is not a mother of not one, but two queer kids. We're going to continue the conversation because that's what we do here. We hold space. But before we leave, just to kind of round out one minute, two minutes, just give us, I don't know, one celebration for the week that you had for the week. And then maybe one thing you're going to be doing this week as we're going into this week. This month, by the way, is LGBTQ's History Month. Hello. I forgot. Okay. Well, oh, okay. All this right. month. Um, so, yeah, just share with us one thing you're going to be doing during the week and then one thing that happened that you want to celebrate from the past week. Kim, you want to go first? Oh, I don't know what I'm going to be doing this week. Look, I'm just winging it at this point. <laughs> uh-huh. um, you know, I will celebrate with you, though, because both of my kids, I am, I'm like, my heart is about to burst because I am so proud of them. Um, on Friday, you know, my, my oldest was accepted into the occupational therapy program at one of the local universities. So I'm very proud of him for that. And my youngest finally found the courage to apply for a job, get the job, worked a full eight hours and, um, is, is thriving because of it. And he's going to go back and he's going to continue. And it's, it's just so exciting to see the progress that they have both made um, in their own journey and the challenges. And my heart is just so full right now. I can't even think about this week. I don't know. That's I'm just, I'm going to set my alarm. And I'm going to do well, tomorrow. I, I don't yeah. know. I was going to say that's what happens when a child is affirmed. And we want y'all to see that when, and I know some of, for some kids it's easier than others, but when the child is affirmed slowly, but surely, because Sometimes they've been pushed so far into Not the closet. Yeah. It takes a lot of time and effort and prayers and patience for them to finally start peeping out. And that seems to be what's happening. So kudos to you and your babies. And I know you're a mama bear all day. So I appreciate you day, every day for coming. What about you, Vicky? What, what do you want to celebrate? And, um, um, well, I mean, uh, two, two big things. Let's see. So Sarah Grace, uh, was interviewed by the local paper at UNC Chapel Hill because she is, um, in charge of the art gallery, the student art gallery at the university's wow. um, UNC's art center. So they're going to have a spread on her art exhibition. So I'm super excited for that. And tomorrow, I will drive to work and my 17-year-old will drive to school in his car separately. Uh, So it is the end of my journey of taking my children to school tomorrow. This is amazing. And I know you have (laughs) October that you also stop working on Fridays or something. Yes, this uh, I have three-day weekends uh, moving forward. I mean, nice. It's a lot of change, but no, I never use the excuse of I'm late because I had to drop my child off at school again. <laughs> so beautiful. And then what about you, Gail? What are you celebrating? Well, this what what I'm celebrating this? is that um, this past week, my transgender daughter had a birthday and she turned 32. Very, and um, she is in her second year of her general surgery residency. <laughs> oh, so I just I just want people to know that I mean not only did she finish medical school but she did it in high heels. No, <laughs> no, she what I mean. She she transitioned while in medical school. Amen. And was accepted by her peers because 
you cannot deny excellence. Amen. Your community realizes diversity is an asset. Yes. It brings knowledge to people. Um, When you try to pigeonhole people to fit in one little box, you get, you, you, you don't get, the, the exploration, the, the new experiences, the knowledge that they can provide for you. So I feel like she is an asset to the medical community. And I'm super, super proud of her. What a beautiful thing. Wow. For me, I'm celebrating the little bird told me that my eldest went to look for a car. But happened she was trying to surprise me for when I come back from... Atlanta that she has a car. And of course, my baby bird was like, mom, guess what? I'm like, oh, do they know you're telling me this? <laughs> so the secret is out, but of course, I'm going to be so surprised. I'm like, oh my God, you bought a car? <laughs> so I'm really proud of her for wanting to be independent and wanting to buy her a car and wanting to just be, um, just, just be her own person. And Amir, hi, Amir. Amir is joining us from YouTube. Amir says, Equity, diversity, and inclusion. Equity first is important. Yes, absolutely. Very important. And Amir is joining, actually watching me from the, so, I met them here at the social work conference that I spoke at. And they're from the ERC here in, in Atlanta, Georgia. And um, Amir and I met on social media way back when the days of Clubhouse. And boom, today we met in person. So I'm celebrating Amir today. Amir, thank you so much for showing up. Um, so the show is called Moms for trans kids. We are here. We're not going anywhere. And we don't give a fuck whether you like it or not. So (laughs) next week, we will be joined by Liz Gifford-Ray. She's going to be coming to join the family, talk about what it's like to parent not one, but two queer kids. My name is Dr. Lulu. It's always a pleasure to hang out with my friends, Kim, Gil, and Vicky. Bye, guys. You can find all of us on social media. Yes. So let's talk about this really quickly. So, Vicky, where can they find you if you want to share on social media? On social media, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, is the best place to find me on social media. I have I have a uh, Facebook, but you know I spend most of my time on LinkedIn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what about you, Vicky? Where can they find you if you want to share? Oh, Vicky, I'm sorry. Gail, I'm sorry. I'm Gail. Gail. Okay. Gail. Okay. Vicky. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm also on LinkedIn. Not that I use it very much, but I... Okay, I, well, there you go. We're going to have to start. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there you go. What about you, Kimmy? Where are you and where can they find you if you want to share? You can find me on uh, LinkedIn or Instagram. Um, I have a private Facebook account, so okay. yes. I, don't, I don't give that one out. But yeah, you'll, you'll find yeah. me on Instagram and LinkedIn. And you can find me mostly on LinkedIn. I like to play around there, but also social media, um, also Instagram and YouTube. And if you find me on YouTube, give me a subscribe for you so you can watch more of this show. And by the way, our show is on Apple. Now that I've finished my talk today, I'm going to spend time tomorrow and upload all of the episodes to Apple. The show is called Moms for Trans Kids. Tell one person about it. Have them subscribe. Join us every Sunday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We'll be here or we'll be square. All right, folks. Peace, love, and so bye. See y'all next week. So much fun. Another episode in the bags. Yes. This is Dr. Lulu. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Moms for Trans Kids podcast. We hope you learned at least one new thing today that will make you that much more of a badass ally. Don't forget to give us a subscribe and leave an honest review. And oh, tell one person about us. But even if you don't, we love you anyway. So until next time, keep loving and accepting yourself and keep affirming and supporting your queer kiddos. Toodles! Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you check out our Facebook community with parents just like you who are affirming and loving and supporting each other and holding each other accountable to do right by our kids. It's called Accepting affirming and supporting your LGBTQ plus children. I know it's a mouthful, but go ahead and type it in. 
If you're a business or an organization, maybe a hospital system that trains residents, or maybe just a doctor's office, my Ally Bridge Connection program was designed just for you to help you create safe spaces for employee parents because, you know, we got to support the parents and also to help you become allies in white coats for your LGBTQ plus patients. Lastly, connect with us on social media. For me, Dr. Lulu, it'll be at Dr. Lulu Talk Radio on IG and YouTube. And on Facebook, I'm at Mama Trishan, M-O-M-A-T-R-I-C-I-A-N. But if you go to LinkedIn and type in Dr. Dr. Lulu, my name will pop right up. All right, folks, until next time, if you'd like to send us a message or maybe you have comments or you want to suggest someone that you think would be a good guest for the show, go to momsfortranskids at gmail.com and leave us an email. All right. Bye.